Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach, always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I'm married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I, I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and, and I'm in a different part of the country. I, I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then. And you're really reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? Yes, that is what so many addicts have to wonder. They go, you know, what is it about the fact that I know this is a compulsive disorder and yet Sometimes it has to do with wanting what I can't have, and when I get it, I don't want it. Or it has to do with pursuing something that I really, really want, and then I get it, and it doesn't make me happy. It's not about the sex. It's about the pursuit, the conquest. Well, if that is you, you still have a sexual addiction if that's all you can think about, and you and I both know addiction is about compulsive thinking, comma, worrying, comma, wanting more than what is in your reality. That is the hitch. That is the hit. And so that is the stranglehold that keeps you wondering what it will take to make you happy. Oh, boy. We understand that. And so tonight, we're going to be talking about changing your thoughts to manage your addiction and just changing your thoughts in general. You know, I just had a woman tonight contact me, and she's wanting to get a better job, and her husband's a sex addict, and she said, "Um, I need to change the way I look at life. And we all know that if you change the way you look at life, the things around you change. And so we have an expert. He's actually, and I'm really excited to tell you, he is a certified mind coach. And he teaches you how to change what you think so that your addiction no longer has that stranglehold. 
um, he helps you to forgive the unforgivable, to find peace in the chaos of life, and to discover self-love. That's Johnny Calloway. And Johnny wrote Dragons, the Butterflies. He also wrote Taming the Dragon, and he wrote The Bridge. And these are all strategies to help you combat sexual addiction. So I'm really excited to have him on the show. And, you know, that is absolutely positively what I want you to do. I was talking to a couple of uh, clients today, and, and they were dialoguing about their oh, discontent that it seems like their sexual addiction is going to be in their life forever. And they're like, oh, my gosh, is my wife always going to worry? Oh, my gosh, am I always going to feel shame? Oh, my gosh, am I really going to have to deal with this forever? Now, in the big book, it promises you, no, you won't. But in the meantime, I say shift that thinking, and instead of being angry or being sad or feeling discouraged that you are thinking that never seem like they're going to go away, why don't you turn that obstacle into an opportunity and tell yourself, you know what, maybe this is what's going to keep me healthy. That's right. Keep you healthy. Maybe this is going to remind me that I do have a sex addiction and I do need to keep my guard up. And this is what is going to keep me always doing the next right thing. And, you know, when you look at something that seems like an albatross around your neck and instead you say to yourself, maybe this is a great reminder of what I need to stay on top of. Thing that seems like an albatross is really a wonderful opportunity for you to stay on guard, working your program, and doing the next right thing. Hi, I'm Carol the Coach, a.k.a. Carol Jurgensen Sheets, and you know this is a show that will help you to get healthy. And it's hard. When you have an addiction, you have a compulsion that just absolutely wants to strangle you. It can feel hard. It can feel like maybe you're not going to win. But I'm here to tell you, you you're absolutely going to win if you maintain the right mindset. And so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about mind shifting in a good way. Wow, isn't that amazing? If you can actually feel good and have gratitude for what is reminding you of what you need to work on. And that's what Johnny Callaway is all about. He, He is not going to make you feel shamed because you have certain things that you need to think about, he's going to ask you, hey, how does that on some level create the response, the solution that you want? And, you know, this is a man who's written several books because he knows about addiction. He's going to tell you his own personal story. And so 
We always use people to inspire us. And when we're inspired, we're more likely to feel positive about the work that we do. Now, I got to tell you, I frequently do this. Something seems tough, and I look at it, and I'm like, I've got that feeling in my stomach like, oh, no. You know, what does this mean? Oh, no, I have to work the weekend. Oh, no. You know, I have I have responsibilities that keep me from doing some of the things that I love. And then I say to myself, you know what? I am so lucky that I have this platform. I am so lucky that I can work on work that's meaningful and that will take me and you to the next level. Because you know what I know is that if I'm a teacher, it's really because I have to be a student. We're all in the same boat. Yeah, I, I may not have a sexual addiction, but I truly have things that I'm always going to be working on till the day I die. And as long as I integrate whatever it is that I need to work on and say to myself, what can I do to feel good about this, then it, it affects me different. It um, makes me feel grateful for something that I could growl about. One of the reasons I have been so impressed with my group, I have a group of men who have to deal with partners who are traumatized. They're suspicious. They're paranoid. They're um, accurate. You know, I'm not saying that uh, their wives don't have good reason to feel the way they feel, but if these guys are in good recovery, their wives haven't caught up yet. And I get that. You know, they've spent years and years and years of being betrayed. Of course they're not going to catch up. See how long these positive changes are going to last. And I speak about sex addicts as being male and partners being female. But what I know is I'm dealing with so many more gay partners. I'm dealing with so many more men that are partners. Their wives are the addicts. And so I don't mean to discriminate at all. I started with what came into my office, which was many more men addicts and many more female partners. But I want you to know that 75% of what I talk about is applicable to any of you. You just got to find how it applies. And that's why I've written this book called Help, uh, period, her, period, heal. And that book is about the sex addict developing the empathy skills to help his wife or the partner heal. Because when you do, then your self-esteem goes up and you can feel good about yourself because the drama, the trauma, and the chaos that has been caused is now a situation whereby you've developed skills you never had and you can make things better. 
So if you're listening and you're a couple, I want you to know there is lots and lots of hope. If you want to stay with the person that you love and he or she is an addict, there's plenty of opportunities for you both to learn skills to get through this together. And that's what it's all about. It's about growing up together and improving self-esteem and increasing life skills and developing empathy. Because truly, empathy is what we all need to be better people, better neighbors, better coworkers, better family, and better people in general. So I've got this special little skill. If you've gone to my YouTube channel, Sex Help with Carol the Coach, you know that I believe in this empathy skill called AVR. A stands for acknowledge the issue. If you're an addict and you've got a wife who's triggered, maybe you forgot to call home, maybe you noticed that somebody was paying a lot of attention to your spouse at the Christmas party, whatever the situation, what has to happen is the addict needs to acknowledge the issue. That might look like, wow, honey, what I want you to know is I realize I caused this pain. Put you in this state of post-traumatic stress. And everything you're feeling is a result of my bad actions. And I want you to know that I know and I see what I've done and I'm sorry. Okay, that's acknowledging the issue. The second step is to validate the feelings. And I ask that you keep the feelings to the famous five. Anger, sadness, loneliness, fear, and happiness. And then last but not least, I ask you to figure out a way to reassure the person. Reassure your spouse that you're working on your issues. Uh, You're going to group. You attend 12-step meetings. You're doing your readings. And that you are a work in progress. And you're doing that for you and for your spouse. And that is actually reassurance. And that really works well. So you acknowledge the issue, you validate the feelings, and you reassure. And I know that sounds super easy, but it is not always easy. It takes a lot of practice. And so when my book comes out, I'm really going to be excited for you to get it. Because it truly does in your life. Okay, we are going to take a short commercial. My my guest is saying he's having trouble getting on, so we will do a commercial. And then, guess what? What we're going to be doing is finding out about mind thought. And that is so important. I mean, truly. When you shift the way you think, the things around shift. And 
It's all about power of our mind. We can do that. We know how to do that. But I'll tell you what, we have to be able to practice it over and over and over. Because when we do, practice makes perfect. And that's what counts. You know, you are listening to Carol Jurgensen Sheets, a.k.a. Carol the Coach. And I am so happy to be with you tonight. I'm Sex Health with Carol the Coach. Probably the reason for that is our information. It really makes a difference. And so hopefully Johnny will be calling in on 646-595-3284. And we will be talking about, wow, what is it that it's going to take to make things better? Carol Jurgensen Sheets, a.k.a. Sex Help with Carol the Coach. And Johnny, welcome to the show. Hi, Carol. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I mean, you have been around teaching your tools that people can use in recovery that allows them to reframe the struggles of their life. So tell me a little bit about your struggle and how you got involved in your life coaching. Well, my struggle was um, from the beginning. I, I, my mom died when I was very young. My dad was an angry, alcoholic, abusive father. I became a drug addict and an alcoholic at a very early age and uh, was diagnosed with several mental illness, uh, mental health issues. And, uh, and then I found the 12 steps, uh, AA and NA. And, and through that, I learned that I, I discovered my deep inner desire to help others. And now I am uh, I'm a certified thought coach, we call it, which I love the distinction between a thought coach and a life coach. And uh, I do a podcast every week on Morph Into a New You. I've written three books. I, I'm doing everything I can to help as many people as I possibly can. Uh, through the tools that I found through the 12 steps on Casey Mitchell. Yeah, you know, you and I met at Hay House, uh, Hay House You Can Do It conference, and, and that is a special conference that allows people to utilize their greatest skills. And you had written this book, Dragons and the Butterflies, and tell us a little bit about that book. Wow, that book... Uh... It's just as amazing the story as to how that book came to be as the book itself is, honestly. Um, I have read a book by an author, uh, Chip St. Clair, called The Butterfly Garden. And uh, it was like the whole time I was reading it, it was like I, I was thinking, man, this guy grew up in my house. And then I got to meet him, and he read my first book, Taming the Dragon, and he said, Johnny, you're an incredible writer. You have a hell of a story to tell. Tell your story. And over the course of the next uh, nine weeks, I wrote 22 chapters. And it was incredibly cathartic. 
It was it was amazing for me, and everything just came pouring out of me. And I, I had to go back to therapy actually when I started writing it because I wanted to I wanted it to be as honest and as raw as it possibly could. In order for me to do that, I had to go back to those places mentally and emotionally and relive the things that I wrote about. And I needed help. Uh, but it has helped a lot of people. It is helping a lot of people. And basically, it's my story of all the things I've mentioned that I've gone through, the child abuse, the drug addiction, the alcoholism, the mental health issues. And it's not really a how-to book. It doesn't say a lot about the detail of the work I did. That's the next work that I'm doing. Uh, but it is a story that people can identify with and, and find hope and hopefully be inspired. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I can't believe that you were able to write that book in such a short amount of time. And that's when I met you because Hay House is also a publishing company. And they, through Balboa Press, publish authors that are inspiring. So in that book, what do you think your most important message is? Never give up. Never give up. I was going to try to sum it up, and and I I guess actually there would be two parts to that, Carol. It would be never give up and never stop hoping. Well, that's a great message for an addict. (laughs) My recovery process has been just as brutal as my addiction, to be honest with you. I I found several uh, bottoms within my recovery that I had to... To, to run into in order for me to make deeper changes. Uh, and, yeah, I had to, so it wasn't like I quit drinking and drugging and all, the thing, all of a sudden things got peachy. They didn't. Things got rough. But, and I got, uh, I don't like to say I got knocked down. I started to say that. I don't like to say I got, I got knocked down because that makes it sound like I was a victim. I decided to fall down a few times, and in the process, I acquired a lot of tools for getting up. Well, and I believe that, and that's what makes you such a successful addictions coach. So tell me, how do you use your coaching with addictions? Well, what I, what I do, you know, when you first come to uh, the rooms of, I'll say AA or NA, uh, 12 steps, probably any of the 12 step programs. They'll tell you, like, if you like when you're new and, and you start to think about picking up a drink or a drug or uh, a relapse with sex or whatever, think it through. Think about where it's going to take you. And to me, the tool that I use the most is I try to help people identify their thoughts and to realize how powerful those thoughts are. Because we, we have a tendency to think of thoughts as just, oh, it's just a thought. I didn't do anything with it. Well, I, I don't believe that's so. I, I, our thinking creates our life. I have this little formula that I use, Carol. It's a thought inspires a feeling. A feeling becomes a belief. The belief promotes an action, and the action becomes my life. So if I can change the thought, I can change my life. 
But if I'm not watching my thoughts, Buddha made uh, some, Buddha said some amazing things, but a few things that he said that I really claim to. One is, your worst enemy cannot harm you more than your own unguarded thoughts. And I believe that to the nth degree. Okay, now, Johnny, I'm going to stop you right there. Hold on a second. Okay. I'm going to stop you. I I want to go through that formula again. You said your your thoughts create your beliefs or your beliefs create your thoughts? No. A thought inspires a feeling. The feeling becomes a a belief. Mm. Okay. The belief belief promotes an action, and the action becomes Mm -hmm. my life. And the tag, the tagline for my podcast, Morph Into a New You, which is also the name of my business, the tagline is, if you want to change your life, you must change your mind about your life. Mm-hmm. We must learn to think differently about our life, about ourselves, about everything, if we want to change it. We can't hold on to a thought and think we can just change an action and everything's going to get better because what happens that's how we get in the, the addiction merry-go-round, I call it. If we don't change the thought that makes me be looking for something outside of me to make me whole, to bring me peace, if I don't change that thought, then I'm just going to swap addiction. I can't tell you over the years how many addicts I've heard talk about how they swap one addiction for another and it becomes like playing whack-a-mole at the carnival. Well, that's because we've dealt with the effects of our thought and not the thought that creates the effect. Well, and, and I get that. So as a thought coach, you really help people not only to change their feelings, but to change their thoughts, which will change their actions and their beliefs. Give us an example. For instance, you know that our listening audience are mostly, they're mostly sex addicts. So how can somebody with a compulsion like sexual addiction Take their life to the next level. Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Now, I, I have not actually used this with sex addiction, but I know it'll work because it works for everything. So uh-huh. as a sex addict, and I'm not saying I'm not a sex addict. I have uh, uh, sexual addiction. I've worked with it. I've, I've had them all. I've played the whack-a-mole thing. I've swapped all the addictions around. Uh, so... Let's say I'm thinking about I, I need to go out to the bar and pick up somebody, male, female, whatever, and I need to think that thought through, as they say in the early stages of AA and NA, and and I'm sure they say the same thing with the sex addict and, and I guess it's SLA, and but the thing is, we don't typically. We have thoughts that are followed by events. We don't we don't think about what's driving the action. So we got to think about what we think. So some part of me deep. Most of the time, there's there's like layers of thought, and we got to it's like peeling that onion we talk about in recovery. So there is a thought that's telling me somewhere within me that's telling me that having sex right now or going out with someone's wife or husband or or playing that game is going to make me feel better. 
and we have to explore that, and we have to ask ourselves, where did I get that idea? I, I do, I've done a lot of podcasts with, uh, with an author named Aura Nadrich who wrote a book called Says Who, how one simple question can change your life the way you think forever. And so we, as we peel that onion by investigating and exploring our thoughts, it's really, it's really a, a, a deeper level of inventory taking of step four and step ten. Because typically what we inventory when we do step four and step ten is we inventory our actions, okay, and how those actions affect those around us. If we go beyond the action and investigate the thought, then we're getting into what I call true healing. Because then we're eliminating the, uh, the cause. The Course in Miracles talks about cause and effect. Cause being the thought, the effect being the action. By dealing with the cause, we stop just swapping actions and creating the same behaviors over and over again. I know in my own early recovery, they really promote in, in, in addiction that an addict is uh, totally self-centered and uh, self-consumed. And so I started doing things different around being selfish, selfish and self-centered. And uh, but a couple years into my recovery, I, I don't remember what caused me to realize this, but I realized I was still being just as selfish and self-centered as I had ever been. I had just become more clever about how I acted on it. So I had to, I had to see what fear, self-centered fear, if we talk about the self, what fear was driving me to try to manipulate people into giving me email away instead of reaching within myself and telling the truth and saying to someone, perhaps, you know, this is what I want. Because there's a fear that says just saying that won't get it done. I have to trick you to give me my way. So the honesty, the open-mindedness, and the willingness that we talk about in recovery is so paramount to thought coaching because we have to peel those layers away and look at the truth. And I'm telling you for myself, I was very fortunate with a sponsor that his thing was, he, he would ask me how I was feeling about a particular thing, and I would tell him, and he would say, well, that's the story you want me to know. But there's always a story behind the story, Johnny. What's going on here that you don't want me to know and that you don't even want to know? And he would make me dig. And quite often I was digging with a relationship with him at the time a lot, this one particular relationship that I was totally obsessed with. And he would say, well, why do you want to do that particular thing? And I'd say, well, I love her, and I just want her to know I love her. And he'd say, man, that sounds noble. What's the truth? And he would make me dig beyond that top surface answer. And I would find out that a lot of times I wasn't, the things that I was telling her I was giving her, I wasn't really giving her anything. I was setting up a trade because later on when I wanted something from her, I would say, well, you remember when I did, and if it's a gift, you don't do that. But what I was doing, I was setting up what I call emotional bartering. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this for you. It's a gift. But later on, I'm going to come to quest. But I don't tell you that. I tell you it was a gift. 
So I and I could only find that by doing peeling away the layers of the lies of how manipulative and how frightened I really was. Does that make sense? Okay, so now tell so, me a little bit. You, yeah. You obviously have made it your mission to write these books to help addicts all over the world, and then you've also created this podcast to help people to learn how to shift their thinking. And so, again, your podcast is called what? Morph, M-O-R-P-H, into a new you. It's all about transformation, okay. just like the butterfly. And and then where can they get your books if they want to learn more about the thoughts that shift the way they see themselves? Now, what was the question, Carl? I'm sorry. Yeah, where can they get your books? Oh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, I don't think it's actually on the shelf at Barnes & Noble or Books A Million, but you can order it from there. Amazon is the best place, or you can go to my website, johnnycalloway.com. You can order my books, my greeting cards. Um, uh, you can connect with me for speaking engagements. I, I, we'll talk about thought coaching. And there's also on my website down on the, on the homepage in the lower right-hand corner, there is a chat tab, and you can go there, and we'll start a conversation right there. Uh, I get a ding on my phone every time somebody leaves a message there, so I can generally get back to somebody pretty quick. You know, you have quite the message for the listening audience, and you want people with any kind of addictions to know their mind can help them, can be the key to shifting that compulsion. So if you had to... Explain to an addict how that works. What would you tell them? How shifting a thought would shift the compulsion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's a good question, Carol. How would I? The, the thing is, you, you have to start with the thought. You, you have to build up to certain things, and you have to start with the thought, okay, what thought is telling, what's the thought that's telling you, I'm going to be better if I get high? Getting high is going to fix this. So, again, it goes back to the simple thing we're saying early in recovery, think it through. But then by starting there, you can dig deeper because somewhere in our childhood, somewhere in our psyche, somewhere in our history, we came to, the, to believe and the belief promotes the action. We came to believe that getting high is going to make me okay. Getting, having sex is going to make me okay. Even with all kinds of evidence, years of evidence, that, you know, it doesn't make me okay anymore. Maybe it did in the beginning. So, but we have to peel that away and we have to go deeper with questioning and investigation to get to the root lie. Because it's a lie. It's all a lie. We've got to get to the root lie, identify it, release it, and replace it with a new thought. And you and I both know that sometimes when an addict 
is an addict, it's because they have some sort of trauma that they're medicating. And then other times, they've gotten into a behavior that is, has put a stranglehold on their desires. You know, I say they kind of go into brain lock and they develop this compulsive behavior. So your method works for either of the trauma or the compulsive behavior. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I've got several podcasts on my website that I've done with uh, Dr. Eric Gentry, and he's a specialist in uh, PSPD and uh, uh-huh. no PD. Yeah, PTSD. I'm sorry. And uh, uh, man, some of the things that he, you know, one of the first things he said on the first show I did with him that just grabbed me by the throat and said, "Are you listening?" He said, when someone is traumatized, especially a child, they are robbed of hope. And from that point forward, everything they encounter in life, they approach from a fear base, and it's either fight or flight. And man, could I identify with that. And what we end up doing then, we don't trust anybody, so we think we find in drugs or alcohol or sex or whatever our addiction is, we think we find the one thing that's going to complete us. And it's uh, the, the cool thing is the, the, uh, the antidote for all of that is hope. Unfortunately, one of the things that the traumatized person becomes the most afraid of is hope. So by by listening to someone else, hopefully by listening to your show, they get a little ray of hope and they'll say, you know what, I'm going to go onto that website and I'm going to, I'm going to ask a question. And then the cool thing to me is when that hope starts transforming into trust, I can trust these people because when you were a traumatized child and the people that you were supposed to be able to trust the most were the ones that were traumatizing you, you don't trust anybody. And until we no, I absolutely life, agree. Yeah. We, we're going to struggle. So trust and hope are the antidote. And I absolutely believe with all my heart, Carol, that my, even though I grew up in a very addictive-based house, every, the epitome of dysfunction, I believe my 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 addiction began with me trying to self-medicate my trauma. No, I get that 100%. And I do believe that we're a world that we've learned that we shouldn't have to face the problem. We should just flee from it. And one of the ways you've talked about it, we either fight, flight, or freeze. And so medication whether that's sex or drugs or alcohol, that helps you to deal with the problem by fleeing from it. You know, you don't feel it. You numb out. And what I know to be true is it's when you face your fears and you have coping mechanisms and support groups and you change your thoughts because when you change the way you look at things, the things around you change, doesn't it, Johnny? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it goes kind of back into that uh, equation that I told you, that formula. 
because if I change the way I think about it, I'll simultaneously change the way I feel about it, then I change the way I believe about it, and then I change the way I respond to it. And I've changed my life. But it begins with, as you say, changing the way you look at it. Really, what we're saying there is we're saying we're changing the way we think about it because how we perceive it is based on how we think about it. So if we can begin to be, and it takes it takes a commitment to open-mindedness, you know, because what we do, we think those lies that we have clung to with all our might keep us safe. So we have to begin to understand that those lies, not only are they not keeping us safe, those lies are what's destroying us. I absolutely agree. So now one more time, because we're getting ready to end, let people know how they can get a hold of you, how they can get your books, and how they can listen to your podcast. Okay. You can get my, you can get everything actually from johnnycalloway.com, J-O-H-N-N-I-E-C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y.com. You can find the books there. You can find all my podcasts on there. My YouTube stuff is on there. Uh, I've written a bunch of blogs that are on there. My greeting cards are on there. Everything's on that website. Uh, And if you for some reason can't get to the website, just go to Amazon.com and Callaway, J-O-H-N-N-I-E, Callaway, uh, and Dragons to Butterflies will come up. The other books aren't actually out yet. I'm really excited about this next book coming out, The Bridge, Where Souls Connect. Uh, and uh, those who should be out by fall. The Johnny Callaway, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your thought coaching with us, and hopefully it will inspire some people to look at the way they think about their life and about their possibilities. Because, you know, you and I both think that it's all about creating the life you deserve. And sometimes addicts don't feel that they deserve the right life. So I appreciate it, and you keep me posted and let me know how you're doing. Thank you, dear. Thank you, everyone. All right. All right. You talk talk to you later, and we'll listen to your podcast. Have a great night. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was Johnny Calloway, and he obviously is a man who's devoted to helping you change your life by changing your mind about what you think, feel, and believe. And you can reach him at his website, Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-I-E, Callaway, C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y dot com. And he does have a special um, podcast available to you. So you can get that on his website. And I can't emphasize enough that I really do believe that life is about looking at how we can really make things different. And I know that you, too, can figure it out and make your life different in all sorts of ways by thinking differently about how you feel, what you believe, and how you think. And I'm going to challenge you to take your life to the next level 
if you went to my Sex Help with Carol the Coach um, Facebook page, it's actually under Carol the Coach. I have a challenge on there, and I say, hey, till the end of January, and obviously that means about four more days, I want you to look at every obstacle as an opportunity to make your life better. So, you know, you're standing on your feet all day and your feet are killing you and you don't think you can do it another day. Ask yourself how you can turn that around. And maybe it's just saying, wow, I've got a lot of stamina. You know, your wife leaves you because you're an addict. How can I make that into a positive? Well, tell yourself that maybe this is an opportunity for you to really work on you. And that's what I know. I know that if you take life and you look at it in a positive way, it will work for you. And for any of you naysayers that go, oh, that is not true, I got to tell you, why live the other way? Why grumble and hate your life and think that life's against you? Why not look for the positive things that life has to offer you, no matter what you're dealing with? You got cancer? Well, enjoy your life a day at a time. Your wife left you? Well, ask yourself, how can you become a better person while she's gone? You and I both know it's all about how you look at things because when you look at things with a positive spin, the things about you change. All right. Well, we have to end for today, but I do want to say I want you to fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. And that means instead of being afraid, face your life with courage. And we'll talk to you next week for more Sex Health with Kira, the coach.